0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Barbershop Window Podcast. I know it's been a while since I started one of these things, but yes, your old pal Chris is here back at the helm, and I am joined currently by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Shane, who's done such a great job in my stead of leading this show. How are you this evening, Shane?
2: I'm doing fine. Why do you open
1: with that
3: stupid song all the time?
1: Uh, that's the one that we decided a long time ago we were going to use and and I keep Nobody recommending that I was
3: left out of this conversation. Left out big time.
1: Well then you you've come to realize how little importance you are.
3: Look, words uh, hurt. And you
1: miss I miss this? I missed this. I missed uh our uh, our ongoing feud. But, uh, you know, I think we're going to be joined by Rob at some point, but right now it's just you and me, compadre. How how, how have you been? It's been a while since you and I have uh, touched base on one of these things.
3: Yeah, we really haven't uh, talked in very long. I've been doing fine, uh, extremely busy in my professional life, with, with, with uh, no success or results, so that's always rewarding. I'm, I'm currently at the office right now, but uh, obviously uh, – podcasting about professional wrestling takes extreme precedence over anything else in life. So I'm very happy to join you. Uh, How are you? How's your uh, four-hour-long commute every day? Oh, it's wonderful.
1: It's not quite that long, but it's wonderful. I think Rob has joined us, so we're going to plug him into the conversation. Hopefully this is him. Rob, is that you?
0: It is, it
2: is. How are you, Chris? How are you, Shane?
1: I'm glad am good. shut up. Why did you have he to join? Wanna, he doesn't want to talk about uh his life apparently. We were just we were chatting about life. But yeah, we have uh because we've been off so long, uh we have there's quite a number of things that have happened, uh, in in uh in wrestling and uh mixed martial arts, uh especially in the last few days. So we have a lot to talk about. We have a, a lot of content we can go through tonight, but um I mean before we get into uh wrestling, which obviously takes up the bulk of our time, uh in case unless you guys have an objection, I wanted to uh quickly start in the world of mixed martial arts and particularly the the John Jones situation that has developed over the last uh few days. Anybody have a problem with that? We us going into that first?
3: Whatever. No, you're 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 uh you're steering the ship, so Not I have no that. problems with that.
1: Well, I have a computer in front of me that has sound clips and whatnot, but uh, I mean, this is a collaborative effort. But uh, This is fine I'm, to discuss.
3: Yeah, yeah. Makes perfect let's sense. Do
1: that. Let's do that. And if anyone else wants to join in the conversation, the number to call in six four six seven one six four seven zero six. 646 716 4706. Shane loves to talk to uh, callers, so please feel free to call in and join us. But yeah, anyway. Uh, big story in, in MMA and uh, UFC, for anyone who doesn't uh, know, uh, the now former light heavyweight champion of the world, John Jones, was involved in a, uh, a hit-and-run accident a few days ago in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Supposedly, he ran a red light. He hit some pregnant lady who broke her arm uh, in uh, in the accident. And then apparently fled the scene, came back, grabbed a wad of cash from the car, and then ran again, but managed to leave his pot and his pipe behind. Uh, so he's facing uh, felony charges on that. He's turned himself in. And in the meantime, the uh, the UFC has stripped him of his light heavyweight title and suspended him indefinitely. Uh, they replaced him. It was supposed to be uh, John Jones and Anthony uh, Johnson in a, in a fight a few weeks from now the light heavyweight title. That's gonna now be Daniel Cormier stepping in against uh, Anthony Johnson for the vacant title. And uh also John Jones has lost his Reebok deal as a as a result of all this. Uh so uh general thoughts, I know Shane you follow MMA a little bit closer than Rob, so uh I just you know want to get your take on this whole situation.
3: Uh sure I have a lot of thoughts on this but I'll be as brief as possible. Um just like Personally, the, there's one thing I saw. Uh, I just always do a sound check. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. There, I um, I was never a John Jones fan. Like always, um, a John Jones hater. Um, I can't, and I think Chris, we fall in line with this. I I love watching the the religious and the the modern day prophets fall so hard. Like, basically because they leave themselves so open to being hypocritical. But, like, uh, so so that's one thing that, of course, I uh, I obviously don't want to see a pregnant lady get hit by a car. That's the complete opposite direction of, of where I wanted this to go. But, I mean, it's sort of like, um, I just saw the writing on the wall so early in this that he was just going down this path, Um because usually the people, the cockiest, most righteous people are typically the biggest hypocrites. Regardless, um, uh, it it really goes... I saw some tweets, one from Ariel Hawani, like comparing uh, how 48 years ago to the day uh, Muhammad Ali was stripped of his title. And right. um, I'm, I'm sure I'm taking it a little out of context, but it was... but. Uh, first of all any comparison between jones and ali is is you know ridiculous but secondly it really goes to show how like far just kind of sports have come in general like like ali was stripped of his title because he was protesting the war in vietnam and this wasn't like like he would have and it and this this was kind of like he would have served easy time in the Army. He would have been doing exhibition bouts and setting up health regiments and stuff like that. He stood for something, like cut down in the prime of his career when he was making millions. We really don't know how good Ali would have been. We really don't. Like as good as he was, but he, you know, he, he couldn't fight for, for four years, Like um, you know, sh- stripped of everything. He was bankrupt when he came back to the, the ring. And today, John Jones, like the light heavyweight champion, is getting stripped because he's running around doing coke, cheating on his wife, and crashing into pregnant ladies uh, in parked cars. Um, I, I mean, I just, uh, I so I found that just that juxtaposition pretty, um, pretty crazy. Um, I just, I find it so hard to feel sympathy for him. I actually like that light heavyweight division infinitely better without him. <laughs> like, I love that fight between Johnson and Cormier. I think, I mean, I, I don't think he wanted us to go into predictions. I think uh, Johnson is light work for Cormier. Light work. That's my. I think Cormier is going to run away with it. Johnson wins a lot of the time with the intimidation factor because he's so strong and he starts out like so fierce um You know, it just comes at you. Cormier's seen this all before um, a million times over. He's just going to come at him with the, you know, takedown, takedown, dirty boxing against the cage, get under him. I I see Cormier taking it, and I love this fight. I can't wait to see that fight. Um, So that's how I feel about the... The, and UFC in general, I think it's, I was having a conversation with somebody else about, I really think it's. we're not going to see too much. I think it's kind of a dying sport at this point, um, even though there's competition from other, or maybe the UFC is just not being run right. I'll shut up before I go rambling on, uh, but it was a real, it's just sad, you know, it's just sad. Um,
2: Roberto, do you have anything to say
3: about this? I know you're not much of an MMA fan.
2: I think it opens the door for uh, a CM Punk light heavyweight title run in the UFC. Um, I juxtaposed it with the eventual stripping of the Intercontinental title uh, from Daniel Bryan. Um, But in all seriousness, uh, no, I mean, I do uh, follow some UFC stuff, and I I saw what happened. And, yeah, the guy's, you know, a scumbag and just pretty stupid, you know, uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, If He gets really... Where I was coming to him. Uh, pregnant lady, broken arm. A little funny in one sense. So long as the baby's not hurt and pregnancy's not affected. Um, yeah. Chris, what do you think? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on board. I was never a John Jones fan. I've always kind of disliked him for being, you know, a real cocky uh, piece of shit. But uh, you know, and 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 I was. I would definitely was not a, fa- you know, like, obviously I was uh, very like unhappy with you know the whole coke thing, al- al- you know, back at the beginning of the year, but you know at the same time, I mean that's sort of a victimless crime. I mean I, he's you know he's a piece of shit for taking coke right before a fight, but
2: it's kind of not. A question, you're, sorry, you're, sorry for cutting you off, Chris. But, um, you're I know, I, you're I know what you're gonna
1: say that, already, so shut up.
2: <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, no, go ahead. Let's see if I'm wrong. Uh, you're probably wrong. Go ahead. Uh, Shane Shane already mentioned that he lost his uh, sponsorship deal with Reebok. I heard someone say oh, yeah. the second time he lost his sponsorship deal in eight months or something like that.
1: He, he lost his Nike deal uh, eight months ago, and now he just lost the
2: Reebok deal. That is, that is oh. true. So, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah public, so he's the first public, person to ever do you're that. you in a public space you know, and you're being paid by someone to show a product or something, I guess it's like a totally victimless, but go ahead.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the argument with the cocaine is also that you know if he was on coke during uh, during a fight or before a fight, it could like you know amp him up and and help with the with the fight. I don't know, I don't know, because who knows how long before the fight he was doing coke. But this is a totally different uh, story. I mean, this is like he injures somebody, he hits somebody in an accident, and he goes and takes off. And, uh, you know, obviously he was high at the time because they found the weed in the car. I mean, like, the guy is just a piece of garbage. Like, I don't know why you think you can get away with that. It was a rental car. It was a rental car. It's, like, rented to him. Like, as if they're not going to know it's him. So, I, I really just don't know what his thinking is. I mean, he he deserves everything he gets. And I'm glad he got stripped. I'm glad he got suspended. And, yeah, I'm very much looking I, forward I just want to, to say that...
3: that. That behavior, when you're all gacked up, I mean, I haven't been in that situation in a long time, uh, because I've cleaned up, but that behavior is completely in line. That's very logical to me, (laughs) like fleeing a scene of a crime, then uh, leaving the car there, and yeah, then like going back and just grabbing cash. Like, this all makes perfect sense, but uh, uh, I I just wanted to to say that.
1: (laughs) I guess, I guess, I guess if you're high, if you're that high, you, you would, you would think to go back for the money, but not the weed, so, let's, let me right. leave the weed in the cup, but, uh, take the money, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he deserves what he got, and, uh, and, yeah, I'm also looking forward to the Cormier, uh, uh, Johnson fight, it's a real, it's one of those, it's one of those real good matches where, you know, if, 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 if it ends up as a stand-up match, uh, you know, Johnson has the advantage because he's a very big, powerful guy, uh but right, Cormier's got the wrestling and, and is obviously gonna want to take him down and, and I think I think it's gonna be a good fight either way. I I actually I don't know who I'm taking taking because it really just depends. If 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 Johnson come out with a flurry, I think he can he can win the fight. But but I like Cormier yeah, better so I'd like to see him yeah. i like to see him win.
3: Chris, Johnson you would, would always like a real puncher's chance away, like I totally agree. But uh
1: yeah, I love that fight. I, I mean, I thought I thought, Finally, I thought Gustafson was, was going to do the same thing to Johnson, and 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 Johnson just obliterated Gustafson. So yeah, you know, yeah, so you know who knows. So nobody really knows. We'll
2: see. We'll see in two weeks. Yes, sir. you would have you would have left the pot but taken the cannolis, right? <laughs> Indeed, I would have. Uh, uh, yes, I would have. Oh, dude, I, I served up the Price is Right horn right for you, and you didn't, you, you didn't you...
1: Well, I Well, yeah, but I, I'm not going to Price is Right funny, horn though. you for that, because I like that. I like that joke.
2: Yeah, yeah. That wasn't
1: a blast. I Think have to I go get my seamless
3: right? food. Uh, my seamless uh, delivery order food. I'm so excited. Uber uh, in New, uh, New York hasn't come food yet. I heard. What did your order? It hasn't come yet, but... But I'll keep you posted.
1: Okay. The, uh, I'm sure our fan base, what little of it there is, is is waiting with bated breath to find out what you ordered and when it arrives.
2: More like It'll be, It'll be bland and predictable. I can guarantee it. Quite possibly.
1: But uh, okay, I guess that's enough of the MMA chatter. Uh, we got we got. A lot of stuff to, uh, I guess, talk about in in the world of professional wrestling. So, is there anything in particular you gents would like to start out with? Should we start with uh, Extreme Drool, which is what I oh, call man. this pay-per-view?
2: That's really good. I actually fell asleep during this pay-per-view for the first time ever. I fell asleep during a wrestling pay-per-view.
3: I don't appreciate you passing the buck in your hosting duties to... Have I like Sheen's to keep it all,
1: I, I you, like to you? give everyone an equal voice. But uh, all right, so then I will we we'll we'll talk about extreme rule. About this let's let's talk about extreme extremely crappy pay-per-view. Uh so I mean, I don't think we had very high expectations for this uh show going in I don't think you know we did or anybody else really did usually, when you go in with low expectations, um, you can because you have low expectations, you can come out, you know, kind of surprised and enjoy the show. Uh, no, not the case in this one. I mean, there are some uh, there are some things that were good, uh, you know, somewhat. But but I think overall, was uh, this is a pretty lackluster effort.
2: Uh, what what do you think overall, Rob? Um, I agree for the most part. I think uh, ironically, I mean, I thought. It's really not. They sell it as one night a year, we go extreme. And it, it's really not. I mean, I think on paper, it's one of those rare instances where even on paper, I thought they had a chance if they really push forward and, and make an effort and kind of give the loyal fans a little bit of what the loyal fan likes. I thought uh, off the bat with the Harper Bambrose street fight, they could have gone a lot further than they did. Um, being the PG era, uh they're very limited into what they can do, I think. Uh the kendo stick shots to the side and the chair shots to the side and really nothing super uh, hardcore which is expected. Uh I I liked the little the little uh part where they, they left in the car. Uh I thought that could have been done a little bit better if they actually, you know, had you know filmed scenes of them fighting, you know, uh as Shane had predicted down, you know, by Wrigley Field or or Michigan Ave or something like that. It could have been better. Um the ending was alright I guess. I, I don't know where they're going with this feud. I think it'd be good. It was nice to see Dean Ambrose finally pick up a pay per view win. Impressed with Harper as usual. Uh, both the guys are pretty good. Uh, you're kinda of wondering where they're going with Ambrose, you know, like he was stuck kinda of stuck uh in the feud with Wyatt, losing at uh losing the matches to Seth Rollins, you know, just when you thought they had some momentum they were going with it. Uh, rightfully so, they put it on Ambrose and, and, I mean, on Rollins, and and he eventually climbed the mountain, but you wonder what their long-term plans are for Ambrose. I'm kind of afraid he's going to kind of stick in this role, which is a good role for him. I don't know if they maybe believe in him to be more than what he's doing right now. Uh, I thought the tag match was the match of the night, uh, maybe. I thought Cesaro was excellent. I thought uh, Kid was excellent. I thought Big E was good. Um, I see what they're doing now with New Day. I think that they're they're building on the obvious hate or, you know, heat of New New Day, and I think maybe they'll eventually turn, but I didn't really think it should have been a title change. I thought maybe the match was good enough on its own there just to get New Day over a little bit, but I guess putting the tag, uh, the tag titles on them really gives them like, a bit more uh, heat, uh, maybe some Shane heat. Um, Big show reigns, from what I heard, actually... I, the one part of that show, that, that match I liked, was when Show was like hitting the table with his with his fists. Like he wouldn't do anything extreme. Uh, but that's really when I fell asleep. Um, I, I watched a replay of the main event. I thought it was a little lackluster. Nothing compared to the WrestleMania match. Uh, Rusev Cena, I thought was horrible. Uh, oh yeah. That didn't make much sense. Uh, just. Plotting along, I mean, the whole Lana thing coming out didn't make much sense. The uh, Ziggler-Sheamus thing was just very awkward. Um, I know Shane was probably touching himself during the end of that match, but I I really don't know what to say other than that. I fell asleep. I mean, it couldn't have been that that good, right?
1: I mean, I'll I'll give my thoughts in a minute, but Shane, what did you think, buddy?
3: We're just going to run down the whole pay-per-view?
1: I have very well, I was, detailed description. I saw Do you,
3: I mean, so you, 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 you
1: want to go match by match? Well, you could go match by match if you want.
3: Right, there's a lot of matches, right? Pick a few matches. We'll go Yeah, we'll go match by match.
1: Go ahead. Just start us off. Which match you want to talk about first?
3: What was your favorite Matching match? Matching the bill. Again.
1: Um, my favorite... Well, I
3: actually... I, I'm not as bearish on it as Chris is at all. I, I didn't think it was terrible. I actually thought the the uh the big show reigns match overperformed. Uh I thought it was per- it was for it was fairly decent. I don't know how they pulled it off, but it was you know, with the table spots and, and all the craziness and everything. I thought they pulled off a decent match. And the crowd was booing Roman Reigns in the beginning. Then Roman Reigns was, was almost dare I say over at the end of the match with the big show. I thought it was a tremendous success. Um I thought uh, the spot through the double tables to the outside, although safe, you know, nothing spectacular to uh, a few smarks like us, but I thought that went over well. I thought the spear through the announce table was just great with Big Show. That match just, he's so big, and every fall probably takes such a toll on him. I mean, just took, like, years off his life. Um,
2: and, and I agree with you, Shane. But it's also common because a lot of times when Show is involved with spots, They don't always go correctly, and they just look, like, really bad. I guess here they actually... The cards fell into place, like you said.
3: Yeah, I think the comparisons of Reigns to Cena are actually, it's sort of, like, cliche now, but I think it's actually really accurate. (laughs) Like, I think he's going to be very similar, like, sort of cheesy on the mic, but can still cut a promo. I think that's coming with time. And I think... Roman Reigns will be in some like five star matches. You know, when he has an excellent worker to work with, like when he has his CM Punk to work with. But Reigns is gonna do good in the ring, I think. I think he gives that um whereas opposed to you remember me saying a few times that like uh uh you know, the problem out of that Shield out of the Shield group, the problem the person has the most problem in the ring and is not is is Ambrose I mean he's very good at doing those spots but man he can be so clunky like that you know slingshot move off the ropes like that's such a stupid like go-to move um and he just like like he does the brawls well when he's jumping off a ladder but there's a the disconnect with him in the ring he's not very good um he's got the character down he's got the persona He's got, like, that kind of charisma, like that Jeff Hardy sort of charisma, where he doesn't have to say much. People just like him. But as a diff, very different from Jeff Hardy, he can, uh, you know, work a mic well. Um, but the too. point I'm trying to make is what? He's funny, too. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make, and I, 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 Ambrose, trust me, I'm not the furthest thing from a lost cause or anything. I didn't, wouldn't describe him like that at, at all. He's, he's going to be good. But I, the point I'm trying to make is, I don't think Reigns is bad in the ring. I really don't. Like I, he's not my favorite one. When I see Reigns on the TV, I'm not too intrigued. But uh, yeah, I mean that's a uh, that's what it was. I thought it was a pretty decent match. Chris, what do you think about the Reigns Big Show match?
1: I think it, I think it was better than I expected. I'll I'll, I'll give it that. But I also think that it's it. The praise that it's getting is is kind of hidden by the the high spots that were in the match. I think that kind of yeah, made that's the match fair. Up. That's you fair strip, enough. Yeah. Yeah. When you strip that away, I think, and I, I really think like, it, and like you know, you, you, everyone's focusing on that last like you know five minutes where yeah, he was thrown through the tables and then he spiked him through, you know, he speared him through the other table and the barricade and everything, and all that stuff was good. But the first half of that match bored bored me to tears. That's when when I fell yeah, when when big shows like breaking tables, like oh no no tables and 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 breaking candlesticks, no no that and like and all they were doing is punching, kicking. That's it. it. It's so basic that like it just bores me to tears. The ending saved it uh, from being a terrible match, but up until that, it was not good. And 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 you know you can't rely on that hardcore, uh, you know, thing to to. Uh, to save Reigns every time. Eventually, he's going to have to just put on a good singles match, which he can do if he's in there with the right guy. But we've seen what happens when he's in there with a guy like Big Show in just a straight-up singles match on Raw where it's not a gimmick match, and it's not very good. So, I mean, we'll see. And uh, I really wish uh, Roman Reigns would stop jerking off his wrist before he does uh, his big punch. No
3: but, a lot uh, of
1: yeah, oh, yeah. Got to lock and loaded.
2: But uh, I mean, no. But but at the same
1: time, I'm not going to totally shit on it because it was one of the. It still managed to end up being one of the better matches on the card. But that should tell you how weak this card was. <laughs> that big show and 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 Roman Reigns was probably the second second or third best match on the on the card. So uh, I you know I agree with Rob also that the best match was the tag match. Uh, I think that was by far the most entertaining, the most. Uh, it was it was it was entertaining, it had high spots, it was a quick pace, which I like, you know, I hate when matches are plodding. Uh, you know, it had Brad Crowd uh, was really into spots. it. Pretty. What? The crowd was really into it as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, which which I think is a you know, which, you know, is a testament to those four guys because they're clearly not, you know, showcased and yet they still got uh, good reactions, especially when the new day is you know not over at all, and and they still got a good reaction in this match. I think the way they're going with them is the right way, where they still kind of act like babyfaces, but they're really heels. Uh, you know, I think that's the way to go with them. So, and you know, this subtle way of with with Kid and Cesaro, where they're kind of playing the babyface role in this feud,
2: but they're not really babyfaces. No,
1: uh, well, but is,
2: in, that, is, in that in that in that, at that night, they definitely were babyfaces. They were, well, they, were, they, were, they
1: were there, but they're in they were Chicago playing to the crowd, team, right? But they're also in Chicago against a team that nobody likes.
2: Yeah, so I think it goes for like a one night only thing.
1: Yeah, we have to see how it goes in the future. Like once they're done with New Day, like where they, whether, whether you know who their next feud is with,
2: or or how they act going forward. So it's, it so, should be you know. a self aware tag team kind of, you know. Yeah, they already kind of are, and they were when they first started teaming up with their T shirts and. You know, their move sets—they uh, got the crowd going, and I guess then they dialed it down a little bit.
1: Yeah, but it's a good match, and a really good match, really good back and forth. You know, good near falls. Like I said, I like the fast pace. You know, they kind of were forced to put on that kind of pace because they didn't get a lot of time. But, but I, I prefer when the pace is a little quick and you know quick and So, uh, so I enjoyed it. It was definitely for me the match. And I, you know, some people. I've heard of giving, you know, Reigns and Big Show the match of the night, and I don't think it was the best match of the night, so I think this definitely was. And while I, you know, like I said, the rest of the card, whatever. I mean, Ambrose and and Harper wasn't bad, but wasn't nearly as good as I thought it was going to be. I agree that I think it could have been much better if they um, actually had footage of them fighting on the
2: streets of Chicago or something like that. Yeah, like what they should have opened the show with was like have them like pre-taped footage like, brawl yeah. them, or maybe almost, like, have them be in the ring, like, for, like, less than three or four minutes, and then jump in the yeah. car, and then just have, like, this, like, you know, never before like, a backlot brawl, you know, from WrestleMania 12. I was just 12, about to just say, Brody I Piper want Gold
1: versus Brody Piper, fucking gold, you know, backlot, Hollywood backlot yeah. brawl uh, type thing, if they're gonna use the cars, and that would've been great. So, that would've been fine. I mean, Ziggler Correct. and say, Ziggler and Sheamus, same thing. I mean, I expected so much more out of of the actual match itself, Uh, uh, you know, wrestling-wise. I was kind of disappointed. I thought it was going to be better than it was. Uh, Yeah, the whole kiss-my-ass thing is weird. But at the same time, I will give it this. From the moment that Ziggler won the match until the end is the right, if you're going to do the stupid kiss-my-ass stipulation, uh, it was the right way to book it in that, you know, you have Ziggler win, but then, you know, Seamus kind of heals it by just not following through on the stipulation and instead turning the tables, and Ziggler ends up kissing his ass in the end, like, sort of. You know, that's the right booking if you're going to do the the stipulation, but, I mean, at the same time, I think the stipulation is stupid to begin with. And, uh, I don't know, what else? Yeah, the main event, yeah, not as not nearly as good... As as the WrestleMania match, uh, not even as technical uh, inside the cage, uh, you know, kind of, what kind of also gets taken away, taken away from the match is the fact that everyone, everyone in that arena, everyone watching at home knows that nothing in that match matters until Kane gets involved, uh, at which you know, because like you know that the match can't end until that happens, so everything before that just is 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 completely worthless, and at the same time you you make, again, the main event stipulation mean nothing when you say the RKO is banned, and then Seth Rollins wins by hitting an RKO. It doesn't really make sense. And just a lot of stuff on this whole card. Even the the Divas match, which I don't really want to go into the Divas, but what the fuck? Like, all of a sudden, the Bellas are supposed to be faced now? Why? How does that happen? Why? Because Naomi turned heel, and now they're automatically babyfaces again? And yet, at the same time, they're supposed to be babyfaces, and then they cheat to win. Like, what kind of sense does that make? Uh, I don't really... Everyone
2: just loves the Bellas.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. clearly. That's that's what's going on here. Just... And, yeah, uh, the last thing I'll say, and I don't want to ramble on, but that Rusev Cena match, oh, my God, was that awful. By far the worst match that they've had. Um they you know you have this russian chain match uh and they don't use the chain at all even though the whole build to the match is like the the visual of like of a Rusev like you know wrenching his face with the chain they don't use the chain at all the whole match the whole time is built on this idea that if you break momentum they it wipes away all the corners you've touched they did it throughout oh. the whole match and then the goddamn finish it basically ignores that. Everything that they've done before that, because you get to the three corners, they break momentum, Cena gives them the AA, yet somehow that doesn't negate everything, and he touches the fourth corner. I'm like, you just negated everything you did this whole match. So, yeah, that match it was, was awful,
2: a fourth-corner-strap match. It was a really fourth-corner-strap match, a fourth yeah, corner I mean, step match where it. they didn't use a strap. Go, things... go back and watch Steve Austin and Savio Vega and... uh Four corner strap match And that's how you no, do
1: No yeah it. no I don't have a problem With a four corners match So much like You know Eddie Guerrero and JBL Had a great uh, One also But But the way they did it here Just makes no sense And then the Lana thing was, was stupid too Like all of a sudden For no reason Out of nowhere The crowd chants for Lana And she gets up On the fucking apron And starts waving at you. I'm like What the hell is going on here There's just, just Just a lot of crap Just a lot of crap In this show
2: I have a spoiler on that if you guys want me to mention it. I don't know. Possible spoiler. Oh, go ahead. Spoiler Shane, alert
1: if anyone
2: wants to hear it. Shane, are you okay with me talking about this? Or no? Yeah,
3: yes. Yeah, spoilers, whatever.
2: There's a rumor that... Uh, well, not a rumor. I read it on a dirt sheet. That uh, Vince McMahon is very high on Lana. And um, eventually they're going to turn her and kind of have her be you know, an American being like, oh, it was all a ruse the whole time. I was just doing it, or a turn or something, something along those lines. And then maybe either keep her name or rebrand her as like CJ uh, something because it reminds everyone of uh, Kendall Anderson, this Baywatch character, CJ Parker. Um, and kind of built her as the face of, the woman's face of the WWE. But that's just something I read somewhere. Maybe that's why they have the whole, you know, her distracting her and that all right, Michael,
1: horrible idea. Horrible
2: idea. Which means it's probably true.
1: No, no, I'm I'm sure it probably is true, uh it's just a horrible idea. I mean I get it, like, but no.
2: <laughs> like
1: what for? It's not like she's gonna wrestle, so why do need to turn her baby face and make her American instead? Like what for? Like, what does that serve? I, just don't, I don't get it. Like, so she can manage somebody else as an American chick instead? Like, that makes no sense. And then all of a sudden, what, she's going to turn and be like, oh, I was American this whole time, fool, and, like, let her hair down and change her name and stuff like that? That makes no sense. And like She's you know, extremely over, Subchino. Yeah, but she's over because of the character she is now. You think she'd be over if she all of a sudden, tomorrow, became, like, American Barbie?
2: Yes. Okay. She might she well. might actually, yeah. Shane, what do yeah. you think of uh, Cena Rusev 3?
3: Yeah, it really sucks. But I, I'm kind of a sucker for that gimmick match. I, I
1: like those matches. Did your seamless order get there? Because it sounds like you're eating. Yeah,
2: very professional.
1: Yeah, yeah, you like talk. Jesus.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Chris, uh, well, were you happy with the New York Jets' first draft pick in the 2015 NFL draft? Um,
1: I, yeah, I mean, like, I mean getting a defensive so guy is always good. Defensive lineman is always fine. Uh, who did the Dolphins end up taking? They took uh, the wide receiver
2: from Louisville.
1: Oh. Uh, I mean, are you surprised that the... Uh, the Titans didn't trade the pick away? I mean, I'm not. I
2: mean, like, they need a quarterback, too, so I don't know why they would trade the pick away. Yeah, no, he's the best player they've had since Chris Johnson or McNair, or even more so than Vince Young. Vince Young didn't really put anything for them, you know? Um, no, that didn't pan out very well. Look <laughs> looked the, like he uh, was for, going the for a year, but... Uh...
1: No, no, I know. This is how bad wrestling is this week. We're like, oh, let's talk about other you? Did you watch Daredevil?
2: I did. I watched it all in one day when it came out.
1: Oh, you, wow, you watched the whole thing in one day. That is impressive. Yeah, more I more. did not watch it in one day. I did watch it, though, and it is a great show. And I recommend uh, any, any of our I listeners. Couldn't get, uh, I couldn't I, get through
2: I, the first episode. It sucked. They, uh, Shane, keep eating. Chris, they picked it up the for a terrible. second season, actually. We just killed Shane. They picked it up for a second season. Uh, I saw it's that, yeah, deep, and I'm so excited I think,
1: about <laughs> it. So I, I, I'm excited about it. I mean, the only thing bad about this Netflix series is, uh, you know, the the way it comes out. Like, you most of the time you're gonna binge watch like this, and then you got to wait like a year for the next season to come out. So More. That's the only thing that's bad about it. But but you know, I'm they, excited they to think see
3: Netflix Netflix thinks what? this this system works. We're releasing everything at once. And it's good for the viewers that like to binge watch, but it doesn't. Like, now nobody's going to talk about Daredevil in a week. Same thing with House of Cards and all their shows. You know, this this doesn't work for them as, like, a marketing scheme.
1: Well, aren't they – I think I read somewhere that that their next series that they're coming out with is actually going to be episodic. It's uh, weekly. Like, it's not going to be a release the whole season type deal. Sure.
2: And I forgot where no, I read that or what the show didn't was, but I read they were going to do. Didn't they do that with, like, the Star Wars... I haven't seen the show, but the Star Wars animated show where it had, like, five seasons, but then when when Disney was sold, the, they did a, they gave the fans, like, a final six season on Netflix before Luke... Uh-huh. after Lucas could set up Disney, but I think they released one at a time. I think. I'm not entirely sure. I, I've never watched it, but... I think that's the one time they've done that, that. work. I know Better Call I mean, they did it so. weekly on AMC, and then when it was done, they put the whole season on Netflix, right?
1: Yeah, but that's different. I'm, you know, like, I'm talking about these Netflix originals. Right. Like I think the next one, like I said, the next one that they're they're doing as an original series is going to be like weekly, this you know, as opposed to just releasing the whole season. But, I mean, I think the releasing the whole season thing has its advantages, too. Like, uh, yeah, I mean,
2: you get more people doing that. I mean, if people w- don't want to watch it all at once, they don't have to, but you're going to attract more people that want to watch it because there are people that want to right. watch
1: it. Right, yeah, no, and, and uh, Kevin it. Smith, you know, the director, Kevin Smith made a good point about uh, the Netflix thing, the model also where they released the whole season and that the writers who are writing the show, you know, they know when they get picked up by Netflix that they're going to get at least a whole season so they can write the whole season beforehand as opposed to a regular, let's say, you know, sitcom or something like that where, you know, you've only written like four episodes and you don't know if it's going to get picked up or not. So, you know, it allows you to like write yes, like the, the whole season out beforehand. But now,
3: with all these media platforms, content, content is king. So you, you can release the content in just like a, a way that keeps people on the hook and keeps people engaged. You're You're just going to Netflix, they do a lot of like their marketing, like not really on subscriptions now because everybody has a Netflix subscription. Not marketing, but like their, their um, you know how they release like their reports and everything, uh, based on like logins and views and stuff like that. So if everybody's just you know logging in and then binge watching the episodes, I mean it's fine, whatever. I don't give a shit. I don't know why we're talking about this either way. Which
2: kind of because
1: wrestling is. Not good this week. So, but okay, uh, a King okay, of the Ring so tournament. There's a
2: King of the Ring tournament. But let's talk about the uh, riots in Baltimore. Some real life stuff. Let's get real, Sean. No, no. Talk about
3: King of the Ring. Like, what was the point of it? Why did they do it? Does anybody have any insight
2: on that? I know I missed it. I was busy working all week. Uh, I didn't
1: see the final. I didn't see the finals either. I know who won. I know the the results of the matches and stuff like that. I mean, they obviously. I mean, I guess they were doing it just to pop a you know pop some numbers on the network, right? Because it seems like it definitely came out of nowhere. I and mean, all of a sudden, I'm watching Extreme Rules. They 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 show the uh, you know the um the the lineup for the network for the week, and all of a sudden, King of the Ring is there, and it says King of the so Ring the Live. And I'm like, you have, do you? what is the theory?
2: Well, each night this week they kind of premiered something new, right? Like they're, tonight they're doing the Stephanie McMahon on Jericho podcast. They did Jerry Springer, like, right after uh, the King of the Ring. Do you guys know that they uh, released their quarterly earnings today, any chance? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so they released their highest quarterly earnings in the history of the company. So I'm thinking, and I know, and Shane said it before, and I, I don't want to plug myself or, you know, my my job and my profession, but uh, we're working in uh, the industry where content is king, and it's every, every day. It's like, What's our content? You know we protect it, we try to get it out there. We try to find new content. we try to recycle old content it's that's kind of what they're doing, and you can see that's what they're doing this week, where they're just kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks uh didn't they release also the whole kogan uh you know cartoon yeah, that's Hulk Hogan content? Wrestling. I mean, in reality, the whole network is i mean they sell they sell it for you know. A big part of selling it is all original content that's re- being recycled, and then their new content. I mean, if you ask me, it sucks other than the pay-per-views. But what about NXT, uh, dude? Yeah, that's I mean, that's great, but that's that's like their bread and butter. That's wrestling. That's their live pro- live programming or whatever that your people are always tuned to watch. That's the whole OTT factor. I'm talking about like the content that like that's sitting there that you can go and search and get, not like the brand new stuff, you know.
3: I only yeah, sure. watch
2: NXT and pay per views. I don't know why I pay for it, but you know because it's just convenient. Yeah. Are you going to watch the uh, Pacquiao Mayweather
1: fight? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I want. I'm, obviously, well, I want to see it. I mean, I want to. You know, I want to be able to witness it and and see. You know what happens. Um, I really, you know, I feel about Floyd Mayweather the same way I feel about John Jones. I don't really like him, and I hope he gets his ass kicked.
2: But uh, I also
1: don't want to $100 to see it, so (laughs) I don't know.
2: You you might be able to find it. Who do you think is going to win? Do you think Pacquiao is going to win or Mayweather? No, I don't think Pacquiao. I'd like to Pacquiao to win. I don't like uh, Mayweather at all. I think Pacquiao's more like a respectable human being, at least. But I don't think that Pacquiao has an chance to beat Mayweather. If anything, I think uh, Mayweather is going to win. I mean, Mayweather has been knocked down like once in his entire career, and, and yeah. Pacquiao, I think, the last time he knocked someone down was like 2013, and he's you know maybe a couple years out of his prime. Oh um, yeah, this
1: oh, this should have happened like five years ago or like four years yeah. ago. So. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, the uh, yeah, they knew they get the payday. Yeah, I really just don't like Floyd Mayweather, so I just, I, yeah, I'm hoping that he. That's nothing. I don't want to spend a hundred dollars hoping that Floyd Mayweather loses and then he doesn't.
2: Do you not like him because he has Justin Bieber? You know, do his win intro.
1: That doesn't help. It does not help that that Justin Bieber is in his corner or whatever. But uh, no, I have I have a general problem with you know, dicks who are, uh, you know, complete a-holes and, like, you know, cocky fucks who, like, you know, beat their wives and stuff like that. You know, I have, I have a general problem with that.
2: Yeah, I heard uh, Justin Bieber is going to be in Zoolander, too, as well.
1: Oh, good. Perfect.
2: No, he's going to be that, in that uh, one, that kid,
1: that, that kid is desperately trying to stay relevant, huh? Yes, sir. So. You, you do
2: Shane. You seem like
1: you seem Shane. You seem like you would be a big Bieber fan. Bieber, right? Eh? No,
2: I, I hate, hate him.
1: him. Sure, we all believe that. All right, let's get. All right, so we're talking about King of the Ring. So, uh, spoiler alert: uh, Bad News Barrett won King of the Ring. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, you think that's a good thing for him? You think, like, are they going to, like, go overboard with the king gimmick that they did with Sheamus a couple of years ago? You know, what do you think about that? It ended up being uh, Bad News Barrett and Neville in the finals, by the way. Shane, what do you think?
3: Um, I, I saw – I actually watched the matches. I had extreme – not, like, uh, really, I wasn't focused on it, but I, I – yeah, I, I had it streaming, um, and uh, the spots that Neville did were great. Uh, the last match was a little lackluster, but all the matches before that were pretty good. Even like the Barrett r Truth match was good. Um, I'm just confused. I think you know we got to the bottom of it that it's just about having you know new content on the network. Now, I just don't know. Yeah, WWE. It's like it's like the writers are just going, "Let's do this." Like, let's have King of the Rings. And the argument is, yeah, sure, why not? And that's not really good writing. Like, I don't know why they do this. Like, why can't they can't come up with creative content? Apparently, there's like tons of writers, and they're recycling King of the Rings for no reason just to put it on, on content. Like, because
1: what's they going have no good
3: idea. This?
1: They're all people who know, no, and they're all writers who know nothing about wrestling. So, but why
2: don't so they why have would, good ideas?
1: It good... It's really confusing.
2: WWE loves to be mainstream. That's why they brought in the Seth Green, the Jerry Springer. And it's all like 10, 15 years too late, which is the funny part. You know, they're bringing back Tough Enough, which is new, but being recycled. King of the Ring, new, but being recycled. Yeah. Did you guys watch the Jerry Springer thing? You guys didn't know what that was about? No?
1: I did not watch it.
2: No, what uh, was that,
1: Rob? You watched it?
2: It's supposed to be like a too hot for TV thing, but it's the PG era, so I'm assuming it's. I'm watch it. I'm assuming it's going to be just We're more recycled like craziest you know, moments.
1: I'm sure it's not very crazy. It's going to be like stupid shit. Like
2: everyone's I going to watch in like, and like thinking.
1: Eleventh
2: like grade.
1: That.
3: In like eleventh grade, Roberto had a uh, a too hot for TV tape, something like that, with Jerry Springer, and his dad confiscated <laughs> it because he thought it was pornography. I remember
1: that. That's, uh, hey.
2: What are you going to do? Because I think the, the, the sleeve of the VHS or something like that, with the DVD cover, had, like, a girl taking her top off, but it had, like, too hot for TV, like, branded across her tits. And, uh, my dad thought it was pornography. Shane shame was just laughing the whole time. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, his coffee this and, eating his tortilla right chips and salsa.
1: This is great radio right now. This might be the most rambling we've ever done on a show.
3: I don't think I helped the situation because I was laughing
2: really hard. TP yeah. vagina, P vagina.
1: Uh, <laughs> anybody who wants to get in and discuss uh, Rob's child... <laughs> I'm about, sorry, I was about to say child pornography for a sec. Yeah. I was gonna... uh, Sorry, I don't. Know what uh, you're Rob, Rob, uh, Rob's pornography. Uh, please join us. Six four six seven one six four seven zero
2: six. Please just save me from this. That'll be
1: awesome. Just save me from this conversation, please. Anyone out there?
3: Uh, Let's
1: talk about else. NXT. Did you guys watch NXT last
2: night? Shane, I, I did not I didn't
1: watch it yet. I didn't watch it yet. Unfortunately. Oh,
2: I have a question. I have a question about. That. Um, Did we ever, Chris? And you know this. Is there ever any footage of the Finn Balor Cesaro match? To me, that's like a dream match, and they didn't fucking air it or tape it. You mean no. has it ever
1: happened? Oh, you mean at the at uh, the Arnold Classic thing, right? Yeah. No, they why the, didn't. No, why, the fuck they, why the fuck would they? the fuck
2: would they have that match and not air it? it doesn't make any sense.
1: Uh, They'll probably happen not again.
2: Happen. Hopefully. Hopefully, I mean, they showed the Sami Zayn saw a match. Cesaro match. Oh. Yeah.
1: They, well, yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, they don't air house shows. I guess that's the only reason, right? I mean, hopefully, uh, as everyone knows, NXT is touring uh, now. They're doing shows in uh, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Albany, and uh, I think, what, Cleveland and Columbus, Ohio. And, uh, well... Yours truly will be at uh, the Philadelphia show. And I think, Shane, you said you're going to the Albany show. Is that right?
3: Yep. Me and uh, Jim, who's been featured on this podcast, will be at the Albany show.
1: Yes, and me and myself and a friend of the show, Paul, will be at the Philly show.
2: So just to round it out, I'm going to have to make the uh, three-hour drive from Miami to Orlando and see – a full cell taping, I guess. You guys are yeah, no, to, would to do that? Yeah, no, I would love
1: to do that. I would love to do that. I want to go, yeah, I'd love to see an actual taping. Maybe we'll get lucky, though, and we'll actually get a match like that, like at these uh, NXT live shows. Maybe we'll get a Cesaro versus Finn
2: Balor or something great like that.
1: I have high levels. You guys, guys will do see some what research for
2: me. Uh, I know Chris in the past who said that at full sale it's a like first come, first serve. Season,
1: I think you can you actually buy tickets, buy tickets now, for, now. Yeah. At like NXT so tickets want to plan ahead. No. Let's let's see. I'm gonna go right now, as we as we speak. I believe there's a the website. Old
2: ticket. And that's what they get it from. I'm watching the draft right now, and some guy just got drafted, and his name is Shaq, which means the guy is in the NFL, and he's probably named after Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, all okay,
1: we we got NXT, hold on wait, oh we do their live shows, hold on, live, live. Upcoming, let's see, when are they going back to full sale? Here we go. NXT Live tapings at full sale. Oh, this is the uh, takeover, it says sold out already. Wednesday, May twenty at full sale, that is sold out. And then they have tapings the next night at full sale after takeover. But it doesn't say buy tickets next to it. It's got a little picture
2: of a phone. and I don't know why. <laughs> we should try and make the the next takeover, the one after this takeover.
1: But that'll be what in probably like September.
2: Every four months. So? We should really go to a TNA taping. New Japan <laughs> in in Japan. Oh
1: my god, that's hilarious. <laughs>
2: We could get it really
3: cheap... Did you guys see the Ethan Carter promo last week?
1: Dude, we don't watch TNA. You're the only one that watches TNA. We we rely on you to inform us about TNA because we don't watch it. Well, you're missing out.
3: It's a very good show.
1: I'm wondering if, like, you can't buy tickets for... Like I don't know. Like it's weird. Like obviously it's just sold out for the for the for the NXT live for the um, takeover yeah, like, The next phone night phone. at like when they had tapings the next night, it's got like it's like I said it's got buy tickets next to everything like other live shows. But it has a little picture on well, the phone. The telephone, next to it.
2: Chris. The phone means you have to call to buy tickets.
1: I understand that, but like it's not like there's any like phone number here to call. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I don't see an actual call the operator? Phone Is there still an
3: operator? Can you like dial zero and get an
2: operator? Does that exist? Still? I don't yeah, know. Watch test so and fun. find out. Maybe on a landline. But who mm-hmm. has a landline anymore? But I anyway, go ahead, guys. Good.
1: You can go ahead and talk about NXT. It's fine, even though I didn't watch it yet. Go, go, knock yourselves out.
2: I I didn't watch Let's it. Do it. Oh, Shane, talk about it. <laughs>
1: This is a rousing
3: episode um, of, uh, of the podcast. NXT was uh, was really good. Uh, uh, my favorite group, Enzo and Cass. Uh, Enzo's improving in the ring, which is a good sign. I think they'll be ready for the WWE. Uh, well, not the WWE, the main stage. They had a nice match and beat um, uh, the current tag team champions. So for some reason, I can't remember their names, Blake and Murphy. Uh, that's their name. I can't remember their team name. In a non final match.
1: match. That is their team name. Is it really? Their team name is Blake and Murphy. How creative! Oh wait, uh, oh. Rob, I got a phone number for if you want to call and try to get tickets to the tapings on at full sale after uh, after the on the 21st of May after the uh, the the, um, the takeover special.
2: Actually, I got I the it'll number be for on you. The 21st of May. But email it to okay. me. Either way, don't don't put it on on air because I don't want anyone else getting tickets. All right, fair
1: enough. I will send you that off air. Oh, but uh, okay, speaking of TNA, even though nobody watches it, um, so then what part? You know, TNA had some news break this week that uh, Billy Corgan, uh, lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, has joined the TNA creative staff as a a uh, uh, senior producer. Uh, anyone who might not know, Billy Corgan actually ran his own little pro wrestling promotion uh, out of Chicago a couple of years ago. It was like Resistance Pro Wrestling or something like that. What do you think about that change? You're the other one that watches TNA. I'm curious as to what you think about uh, you know this. You think it's just publicity stunt? You think he could actually bring something to the table? You're looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. Uh, what, what do you think?
3: Um, a T- I don't know, man. TNA is like floundered Shit. for so long. I'm telling you right now, right now is the best iteration of TNA, and I've been watching for a while. It's it's a good show, and I think a lot of that is because they have they're coasting on their talent right now, uh, which is like MVP, who's just. You know, he's MVP. He's great on the mic. Uh, he plays, has a really good, like, heel stable. Uh, they're not, like, catapulting anyone to the top. Like, people have, like, the right motivations And, they're. you know, it's not like the WWE where there's nothing going on except in the title picture. Um, the, of course, it has its, like, its mistakes and everything, and it's far from perfect. But it's still, it's a much better show than Raw. Let's put it that way. Um, so I'd rather see them, like, stick with what they're doing right now. I don't really know what they're doing right now. I don't know much about, like, the book. Oh, like, Al Snow's one of the bookers. Um, and you can tell when he's, like, booking these matches because it's just, like, there'll be stupid brawls for no reason and, like, dumb Al Snow stuff. Um, I don't know, like, who's head of creative right now, but, like,
1: uh... what? It's uh, John Gaborik, who's the uh, he used to work at WWE. Like he used to work with Kevin Dunn.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're
1: they're doing something right right now. I don't know what the hell it is, but they're they're,
3: they're doing something right right now. I think it's more because of the talent, and they're just letting the talent work. They're sort of like getting that of their way. Um, but then again, Rockstar Spud has the the X Division title right now, and hasn't done anything with it. Like it's just. I don't I don't know where I'm going with this, but the point is no, I don't think Billy Corgan should be involved in wrestling and I think everybody can kind of have their own take on it. Like I'm not against like non-wrestling people being in wrestling. Like I'm not like Jim Cornette that thinks like everybody should be a southern promoter to work in the field. But I I don't see how that being a right choice. Whatever TNA is doing they should continue doing it. Like stick with what you're doing. More people will get uh, come uh, to the to the network and start We're watching because it's quality. So, no, I'm not excited about Billy Corgan and what he's going to bring. Well, I don't understand why he needs a job in DNA. Yeah, I mean, how
2: big of how big of a loser do you have to be if you're a millionaire? I mean, hopefully the guy has money still. I mean, he's touring with Marilyn Manson. They're playing here in Miami, uh, a joint tour. It's just. Looks horrible. to are promoting for it. Like, you know, if you have that much money and you're, you know you're, you have a living, like, why the hell are you? Yeah, you admit, and you want to get like, a fashion project, to like do your own. Yeah. Well, he's a fan, I don't, right? I, I don't mean, get that's it a thing. fan of professional wrestling. Come on, man. You he, he said he did it himself in Chicago. Like, do something like that. Don't jump on board as like a writer for. A, well, doesn't call it but from what I've read, it's floundering. I mean, they have people having problems paying people when their their announcers quit and other wrestlers leave. I mean,
3: and he's just, yeah, like, taking know. a job with his fame. And, like, fine, he earned it. You know what I mean? Like, he has the fame, he has to know to ride, and he can walk into some place and get a job, you know, because he's Billy Corgan and it brings, like, good press. But he's also probably taking the job away from an actual creative person with a respect for wrestling that would book it right.
1: Like right.
3: do Another super fan of wrestling is Rick Rubin. You know, and he's a huge fan of wrestling. And you know, but he started Smoky Mountain Wrestling with Jim Cornette. He started his own pet project, um, and that was actually successful. Apparently, that kind of dissolved just because of management. Like management wanted to, like Jim Cornette and everyone. They just wanted themselves to go. And Different directions, and they, you know, after like four or five years, they said, "Oh, we had fun, but we're not going to do this anymore." Like it was financially viable. Um, just as a as a comparison point,
1: uh, I don't know. Yeah, did you different. hear the rumor know. that uh, TNA talents, uh, some of them, are threatening to quit TNA to go work for uh, Jeff Jarrett and uh, his uh, global, global Force, force Promotion? Global. Well, Jeff
3: Jarrett
1: yeah, paid,
3: paid
1: everyone on time, so yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Well, before we get any deeper, I mean, there is some stuff I want to still talk about. I guess we want to talk about Raw and stuff like that, but before we do that, we actually have a caller uh, who is calling in to save us from this horrible conversation that the three of us are having, but uh, let me get this person on the line. Uh 518, please tell us who you are and where you're calling from.
0: Hey guys, it's Jim. What's going on? <laughs> oh, hi oh, hey, Jim. How's it going? I was literally podcast. just going to say,
1: like, Shane, do you not realize that it's like your buddy? i
0: <laughs> <Shane's> an idiot.
1: <laughs> how's how's, uh, Jim, how's you life? I heard, you, I heard you and Shane are going to the NXT show in Albany.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, we uh, we got some tickets on the presale today, so looking forward to that. Since that's the uh, the best thing going on television right now, as far as wrestling goes. But
1: um, I, I tried to unsuccessfully convince Shane earlier to go to the Philly show because uh, my friend Paul uh, and I uh, have got had gotten tickets to the Philly show, but I guess they had jacked up since uh, since we were on there earlier.
0: Well, actually, I remember talking with Shane when they first announced the Philly show because I'm pretty sure there's two nights of New Japan the night before
1: yeah, the Philly show two in nights Philly. Th- before. No, sorry, yeah, but there, there are TV shows. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I was thinking the best thing to do would go to, like, night two of the uh, New Japan and then go to the NXT the next night and, you know, make a real loser. uh <laughs> three day <laughs> it weekend
1: of loser. <laughs> I think it could. I, I would do that. And they just announced the second Philly show uh, for NXT. They they, they they booked Friday also because of the overwhelming demand for tickets.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that has something to do with also, like, they already have, like, a, a wrestling crowd there that's probably already traveling there. There's probably, there's probably a huge demand down there. It's like WrestleMania it's like weekend down there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the Ring of Honor know shows is the- out there.
3: I want to know the uh, average weight of the overwhelming demand.
1: <laughs> hey, hey man, I told you that uh, I get offended when you when you make fun of the heavy people, uh, Shane. Because I myself, as a husky individual, do not appreciate your fat jokes.
3: Well, then you will not appreciate um, all the chance that I will be starting <laughs> in Albany which are very derogatory against uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, Namingly, well, Ead, Owen, <laughs> he, he, uh Dude, uh,
1: he's in good shape now, like, you know, considering what he was at one point. And you got to give the guy a little bit of credit.
0: Actually, I, I wanted to jump like in there. That's right. You guys started talking about NXT. That's why I actually called up. I actually, I didn't hear it last, like, five, ten minutes. But, um... Uh, I know Chris. I know from I've heard you before on the podcast talk about you know Kevin Owens in kind of a glowing way, and I am not familiar with his ROH work, and right. um, I'm not impressed with him at all in NXT. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to sure. listen. Uh, but I, well, I
1: think no, no. I think actually, in so far in NXT. Um, I'm a big fan of his, uh, you know, his character and his mic work. I haven't been uh, enthralled with his in-ring yet in NXT, but he also, when you think about it, actually hasn't had a lot of of matches yet. And one thing we kind of said when he had the first match with Sami Zayn is that I know those two can put on a hell of a match. I've seen it personally, and I think they're kind of saving that. Like, they didn't want to give that away right at the beginning, I think eventually, either at this next NXT show that they're going to do a match at, or I don't know if they're going to extend it any further And that. Eventually, whether it's this upcoming one or maybe the next one, then they're really going to have that barn burner. Um, First match was like a breakdown, I mean, he, right? He's really good. I, I love him. I mean, his, his biggest strength is on the mic, no doubt about it. But he can also put on a very good match. And not even just, oh, it has to be like a hardcore match or something like that he actually can work really well uh yeah you may not have seen it i don't think i agree i don't think i've seen it yet in in NXT he hasn't really had that great in ring match yet but i also know he's capable of just from what i've seen i have a, a bunch of uh kevin steen uh matches on dvd so maybe i will uh, we'll figure out a way for uh for you, if you want to, to to get you a copy of of them so you can check them out if if you would like. What is this? Yes, the nineties?
3: You're gonna mail him some DVDs?
1: <laughs> wait, wait, you wait! wait, wait I I mail him a fucking <laughs> DVD.
0: Time out. No, I we think, have I think, a, think you're maybe absolutely right a by over. the way. I think you're absolutely right by the way about the uh, the first match with the Sami Zayn. That that, that was definitely they, they were not giving away much of anything as as far as what they could do with a match in that match, but. I'm like I'm very concerned about the Kevin Owens character overall and his uh, particularly his moveset based on his, like, physicality against other guys that are just way... Back. I mean, Alex Riley is, like, twice the size of him, and he's supposedly physically dominating him. Like, it just seems very odd to me. And I, I and it's going to continue through the rest of the roster. You know, he makes that jump whenever that does happen. Shane, I think that's a
2: okay. fair point.
1: I think after... Uh, I think I think we have to see yeah I mean he he obviously is coming from a a world where the guys aren't as big uh you know to the WWE so yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting to see I mean I guess yeah I'm kind of uh just basing it off what I've seen in the past which you know maybe makes me a Kevin Steen marker or 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 something like that but yeah I think I I just think I think he has I think that might be an issue but I also just think from what I've seen of him in the past if they do it right, he has tremendous upside, and I think he can be that like unique uh character that you know in a different like similar to similar but different in in a way that Bray Wyatt is right he's different, he's got a different look, but not that like you know creepy supposed to be supernatural vibe, but just in the idea of being a guy who looks different and presents himself differently but is uh but you know is is can 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 put on a good match. I don't think I'm not. I don't think Bray Wyatt's matches are so far all that great. But can you know and same thing with Kevin Owens? So far, I haven't seen that great match from him yet. But I know he can do it, and his mic work is what's going to carry him. I think. But I agree with you as far as it is. It is not as believable in this area of him being this dominant ass kicker. When he yeah, he's not going to be as big as some of these other guys. But I think that's why the, um, Chris. the story is kind of what's important for him uh, in what in, in he's fighting. Yes. Uh, as opposed to Kevin Owens, uh, your mic works.
3: Tough. But uh, I just wanted to see if I could get a word in here and say that I think the difference is, I know what you're saying completely about like uh, uh, Bray Wyatt like being a different type of character and he's got a little weight to him as as well. But at the same time, Bray Wyatt just has that look and feel, like the husky hair is It's like you know he's an athlete. Like he has big arms, like he's got like big legs, not to sound you know, like I'm into him in or anything. But I mean he looks like an athlete. Kevin Owens looks like shit. Like his stupid smelly face and like like if he sat next to you on the subway or on the the ferry, as you say, you would move. Because you think, like, what is this disgusting man doing sitting next to me? (laughs) I just think it's such a different – I understand where you're going with it. I just don't know – like, I get – I just don't know how he's going to fit in on that main roster. Especially with with his mood set where he's powerbombing guys on the apron and, like, you know, like that that cannonball move. Like, he's just – like, he's all offense. He's, he's, I yeah, but why, do, he's you
1: think, why do you think he wouldn't be able to do that to somebody on the main roster? You think Cena's going to take that
3: bomb, like a power bomb on the apron, like that? On the, on I think we the got apron. a ways
1: to go before we worry about Cena having to take a package, uh, uh, an apron power bomb from uh, Kevin Owens. But, but yeah, I think I totally think Cena would take that spot. I don't see why he wouldn't.
3: Maybe I'm wrong. I just think he works like incredibly stiff because he also doesn't sell well. That's why I don't think Cena would take. You know what he does? He sells like Triple H sells. Like he sells Owens. See, Owens. Like he sells like as much as he can so no one can complain. So no no one can like complain against. Him. But he
1: doesn't sell like he's trying to put over the other guys.
3: I wanna hear what Dude, Rob they- has to say.
1: A fucking heel is not supposed to be the one selling. A baby face sells.
2: I think Rob, the only way to settle this is have a uh, barbershop. A window Slip
0: over
2: A DVD-off? A DVD And have uh, Shane partner. come. Um, Shane, let them in. talk or I'm going to mute you. Chris, you shut up and let me talk, too. Both of you guys have been talking for four hours. And uh, have your mom drive us to Blockbuster and rent some Kevin Steen uh, VHSes. <laughs> and we can... Uh, Wait for Shane to fall asleep and put his hand in a bucket of warm water. Um, we don't have to. Shane, Shane, you pee your pants by yourself, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen a big. I haven't seen a lot of Steen's back work. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with him. I mean, do you think they change the gimmick if he comes up, or I mean, do we know he's gonna be Kevin Steen when he comes to? His- I or? think. I
1: think he only works in the gimmick that he has. I mean, I think that's what he works as. Uh, you know, that kind of, like, smug, you know, heel. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I don't have... I hope I hope he stays in NXT for a long time. I hope all these guys stay in NXT until Vince dies so that they don't get ruined when they come up. I, th- I think we should just enjoy the fact that they're all in NXT right now and we can see a good product.
2: Sure, I agree.
1: So, I don't know. I'll worry about it when it happens. I don't know. I'm just a fan of the guy. I can't really. I guess. Uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, you're, you're all you're all raising valid points, and I, I and I worry about what's going to happen to him in the future. But I have faith that hopefully, I think I think he's a good enough talent to overcome it. But that's my opinion.
2: I, I mean, like so I to raise
3: a. a point. What? I'd like to raise a point.
1: Oh, please do.
3: Um, since you're talking about NXP, and I've discussed this before, uh, but just briefly, it may, maybe um, I'd like to uh, hear your opinions about it. I'm particularly worried about Finn Balor, uh, it, the way they're going to book him, and, the, and, and like sort of the gimmick that he's working right now. Um, whereas uh, his character just makes no sense. And uh, he's being booked very gay, actually, which is fine if it's, you know, somebody owns it and it's intended. I love gay people. But they book him, like, he comes down and he poses, like, on the alley. And I believe that Corey Graves, or, or one of the, the the commentators, I believe they called him a uh, captivating, like, like, stuff that another man, like, shouldn't say about, like, uh another man unless they're into him um and I feel like that's going to transition over like very poorly in the WWE in a, in a place like Albany should I say like uh you know where where the IQ level might not be so high shout out to all my Albany uh listeners here to all the barbershop window the barbershop window army in uh in uh, Albany I hope you're not super offended uh, but I'm worried about his development, and uh, I hope they they do something good with him. Me and Jim were having this conversation offline, and Jim had commented that uh, the WWE had trademarked the the term Baylor Club or Ballot Club or whatever, and I I was hopeful on that because maybe they'll start doing that. And it was his idea in New Japan, so they're not really stealing anything.
1: Um, so, Chris, what do you think about that, my friend? Um, I think, like I said before, I think we have a good reason to worry about everyone that comes up from NXT and obviously the people that we care about the most, like like Balor. But at the same time, he's another guy, and like because of his talent in ring and because of his look, I think it would be really hard to fuck him up. I think it would be really difficult. Like, while I could see other other guys getting fucked up by by Vince and, and, and it being a real struggle. I almost feel like with his in ring, his look, his theatric, I actually think it's gonna be difficult for them to fuck him up. So I, I, I think I think he more than anybody else down there is gonna be fine.
0: I agree Rob. with
2: that. Uh... I agree with Chris. What do you think, Jim?
0: Yeah, well, I, th- I think um, I think Balor is uh, is a guy you could you could put the whole company around. I think he's that good, but um, you th- there's always that fear of they're going to screw it up. But I think um, I think Shane fears about his current character. Um, I'm guessing, and this is all a guess, but just with the Balor Club trademarking and everything, I think they're just kind of running him out there as a face because everybody who watches NXT knows him and knows his background, whereas everyone who watches WWE probably 90% don't know him or don't know his background. Um, I imagine when he comes up, it's going to be kind of a different character and a different story because uh, everyone's going to mark out to him now anyway. I mean, you know, if we were there, full sail the first Showed up, we would know where he was and we would mark out. But um, when he shows up in the front of that first raw crowd in Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, and, yeah, they're going to think weird Irish gay like Shane. So um, I think uh, probably it'll be uh, it'll be a lot. It, it, I think they're going to they're going to have to go in a different direction. And it seems, I mean, just based on those little rumors or whatever, uh, maybe that's right. Yeah probably going to have to be, I think. But you know, I think you're also probably right, Chris. It's not going to be – um it, it, no matter what, they can probably figure out a way to make it work, given if, you know, if they do this and it doesn't work, they'll figure out some other angle to make it work with them. And apparently the other thing I heard about him is that he's making way too much money to be down there much longer. Yeah, you know, he's supposed, he yeah, he that, that more than
1: everyone else. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense in a way. I mean, like, you got to think, like, he's not going to, like, leave New Japan and the sweet deal he had over there just to, you know, spend all his time in NXT. So, uh, I mean, it makes uh, Yeah, he, he'll he be up soon. I, I, I think he'll be up soon. So... Um, he apparently you know, maybe, uh,
3: cleaned, he cleaned up down there uh with the women, according to his Twitter and, and news on the street.
1: Are we talking about... uh Devitt when he was in Japan, you mean? Yeah, yeah. What is uh? I've seen uh. What's his name's Twitter? Uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and uh, he talks about all the uh, all the badge that uh, Devitt gets when he was in uh, Japan. <laughs> he has made several mentions of that on his Twitter.
3: Those guys are living the life. The bully club in Japan. That's been really interesting. Have you watched uh, I any mean, did you, new... Did you watch Invasion Attack, uh,
1: Chris? I watched the main event with Kota Bushi and AJ Styles, but I haven't seen the rest of the card. They just had another card um, the other day uh, that was uh, headlined by Ishii and Makabe for the Never title, which supposedly was very good. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. And then uh, one of their their next like main show is that uh, Dentaku, uh car, which is coming up this weekend. Yeah. What? What's who's so,
3: headlining that
1: car? Uh, let's find out. Uh, why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves while I uh, while I find this out? No, you're the host.
0: You should. You I know, but us, like and... I
1: I need some fucking time to
0: look. So give me. Well, let me let me just throw this in about New here. Japan. What do you what do you guys think about New Japan uh, with the ROH shows? The way they're every match is a New Japan guy versus an ROH guy. Like if I'm going down to Philly or going up to Toronto or whatever, I I want to see New Japan guy versus New Japan guy. I don't want to waste my time with any of these ROH guys. <laughs> what do you think about that?
3: Yeah, I actually I. I actually swear to God, I know we didn't talk about it, but I was thinking the same thing, that the show wasn't as appealing for me just because it was like they're teaming up like Okada and Nakamura to take on the Briscoes and the stuff Briscoes. like that. So, yeah. yeah, so I, I'm I think that, I along think, the same vein. Go ahead.
1: Are they seeing, uh, or I think, New Japan versus New Japan for the Toronto shows maybe, right?
0: Are they? I think I saw some of those cards. I think they're the same thing. I think they're just the, the bigger matchups that they could think of. Right. Like, they, uh, they, like they like they're smash wrestling, wrestling or something
1: yeah. in Toronto, probably. Yeah. By yeah. the way, uh, Shane, the the uh, the main event of Dentaku is uh, Go- Hiroki Goto versus Nakamura for the Intercontinental Title. Oh, that's awesome!
3: Yes, sir. Yeah. I don't know why I don't own the New Japan Global Access thing. I just went on saying that I have the WWE Network and I don't watch any of it. And there, I love everything about New Japan. Like, I love watching the matches and I don't own that. You know, just have access to it. Uh, I'll probably make that change soon. Or keep both at the same time. and furiously waste my money until... uh, Networks. I won't watch. But uh,
1: anyway, uh, as, I'm looking at the ROH stuff right now. Just looking at Toronto. I'm looking at. They have two nights, but the first night is the um, is the paper I pay per view. Uh, the second day is just uh, tapings. It looks like, but the main event in Toronto is Team ROH versus Team versus the Bullet Club, and then you got. Um, Jay Lethal versus Tetsuya Naito. Yeah, I guess right. Uh, Elgin Mahashi. Cedric Alexander versus Okada. Uh, the Addiction versus the Decade versus Red Dragon. ACH versus Nakamura. Yeah, you're right. It is. Wait, who, it, is it looks like who's a, the, ROH versus versus New Japan. Who's
3: against Red Dragon?
1: Red Dragon is in a is in a a tag team, four-way tag team against the Decade, which is, uh, I believe the Decade is what? Uh, right now is B.J. Whitmer and Adam Page or something like that, I think is the Decade. I uh, don't the addiction know. That's Kazarian and Daniels.
3: Oh, that's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, that'll be very good. That'll be good. And then going back, let's see, night two in Philly, because there's two nights in Philly, Night two in Philly, which is the day before the NXT show. Main event. Six man tag. It's the AJ Styles and the Young Bucks versus um Adam Cole and Matt Taven and Michael Bennett. That
3: match is gonna be ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that, Jay that Briscoe. Pretty good, Jay Briscoe against Bobby Fish. Jay Lethal versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Mark Briscoe versus Jushin Thunder Oh, they
3: changed
1: Uh, it. Yeah, ROH tag team uh, title match is Daniel and Kazarian against Okada and Ghetto. Kyle O'Reilly versus Tetsuya Naito. Roderick Strong versus Tanahashi. That'll be really good. Mm. Uh, Adam Page versus Watanabe and Elgin versus Kushida.
3: It's Riley versus Naito? That's going to be a good match. Those yeah, are two guys with great. two, like, awesome styles. That's going to be a really good match.
1: One of the, uh, one of the, uh, the, the one of the, in, back in back into the Toronto show, actually, uh, one of the matches that's going to be at their getting, actually, um, is, uh, and because he, he's not normally in ROH, actually, so Kushida from New Japan is actually taking on Chris Sabin. so that should be a good match also. Mm. So, yeah, I actually think, uh, I mean, they're, yeah, they're good. I mean, last year, when I, I went last year to the New York show with New Japan, and uh, uh, when we went in New York, it was uh, ROH mean, versus right? New Japan. And then in the Toronto show, it was like ROH versus ROH and New Japan versus New Japan. Um,
3: I'm still not the biggest fan of ROH. They're, like, their production value is just inexcusable. <laughs> Why can't they just light the right I mean, uh, correctly?
1: I don't know. It's a good question. Anyway, it looks like we lost Rob, too, somewhere in there. <laughs> Along with my <our laughs> listeners. We, we, bored, we bored him with all the New Japan speak, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Well, he didn't watch anything. I'm like, look, did you watch this? He's like, no, I didn't watch it. That's kind of a wrestling commentator, is this guy. By the way, uh, the dirt sheets are reporting that the Philadelphia NXT shows are already sold out.
0: I'm sure the
3: Albany show is sold out. Right, Jim?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, they had the pre-sale today, so I don't know if that sold it out or not. She needed, like, a curtain to get it in. I'm
3: so pumped about I mean, the really
1: show. You know, I, I was going to say you really think that it's sold out in Albany. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Well I've been because to the location I've been to the location before where they're having it. It's like a large gym. I can't imagine yeah, there's yeah. that many people that sell it out. And then you know, you'll probably get the, the guys like us in New York who are the smarts who want to go up and see it. Let's see
1: Fucking seats are cheaper I'll tell you that much right now than they were for
0: Philly. <laughs>
2: How many it was like 15 to 75,
0: arena? I think. I would guess you could yeah. probably get like 2,000 in there. Oh,
3: my God. It's like a clubhouse. There might as well be a sign outside that says no girls allowed because <laughs> no one will be there. <laughs> and <laughs> they, <don't, laughs> and it, they might as well just go full like, clubhouse with like little just kids. For your, uh,
1: uh, good news for you, Shane. They're advertising uh, Enzo Amore and Big Cass there.
3: Of course they'll be there.
1: I'm going to mark Yeah, they mark Owens, Bowers, gonna... Zayn, Atami, uh, Enzo Amore, Big Cass, Tyler Breeze, the Vaughal Villains, Sasha Banks, Good. Charlotte Bailey, and Alexa Bliss are advertised.
3: I want to find out where they're going out, like, afterwards, because they're probably partying and everything. In Albany, Albany is like a small town. And we'll go looking for them. And I'm going to hook up with Becky Lynch. Watch. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Becky Lynch, huh? Dude, that fucking. Are you out? Right? How, how did you she fucking does, uh, stand we, that voice? That voice is rough. She
3: she she has a lower voice than me. She sounds like a man. But whatever, I don't have to listen to her speak at all. Probably. That's true. <sighs> hey, will, will but, it I mean, you,
1: though, in, will, will it bother you if you're Will it bother you if you're in bed with her and she starts fucking shaking her head around and throws up the rock hands?
0: I'd definitely be
3: the best moment of my life. What are you talking is about? That, I is is that what money? she's doing
0: when she does that? I can never even tell what she's doing half the time. She's, like, coming out with that entrance, and it's, like, you know, one of those pre-programmed entrances that they all work out in NXT for, like, months and months. And uh, with yeah, her, she so has no idea what's even happening. <laughs> Do you guys have that
1: like, you know, Jim she, brought up a, she has she she is that, like, yeah. perpetual rock hands.
3: Yeah, yeah. Jim brought up a very good point, which is uh, you can tell that all the new, uh, until they get into their flow, like even Sammy Zayn did it. Like his entrance, he just skank danced like down the aisle, like listening to Scott. And then, you know, he realized he started developing character, and he's like, this is ridiculous, and he doesn't really do it anymore. But uh, have you noticed that, Chris? And the one that's really, really obvious is that new girl... Um, the blonde, oh, Dana Brooks. Uh, yeah, yeah, and she's just rubbing her body
1: the
0: whole for
2: like way
1: for like twelve minutes. She's sitting there doing like a stripper rub for like twelve. And I'm like, does, when does is this person doing? doing. It. She does
3: the same exact move every time. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. she rubs
3: her body, then does something with the hair, then flexes like her muscle. Like Hulk Hogan? That was. Oh, my. And it's so forced and awkward. It's ridiculous. It's so funny.
1: Hey, yes. Chris, that's definitely. True. You saw that? Yeah, oh, yeah. She's, she's fucking horrible, man. And, like, her wrestling is. oh, those, those might be the worst, ah, she's worst not punches that bad. I've ever seen. No, she's bad. Dude, the punches. And it's like, look, developmental's for developmental. I get that. But then she shouldn't be on fucking TV yet. I mean, they have like like 80, 80 people under contract down there. Only like 10 of them are on TV. Like, why is she on TV? Spoiler, she beat
3: Bailey this week. It
1: was a pretty
0: decent match. You should watch. Yeah, well, you can tell they're really into her. Boiling shit She's got, like, that Trish Stratus background. That's why. They think she's, like, the same thing. Like, their their, their interpretation of divas sometimes is just so awful. Like, the fact... (laughs) You this new one where they're going to, like, be promoting Lana to be, like, the face of the company? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we were talking about about that before,
1: actually.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. There's
1: the one... No, no, no. No need to apologize, but, yes... I. What do you think of that? Let me ask you, because we gave our opinions before, and I was the only one that was kind of, like, ragging on how stupid that is, and why would they do that? Because I don't see her getting over as, like, oh, all of a sudden I'm American and, like, uh, from California or Florida or whatever the hell she's from, and I'm not Russian anymore. Like, I, I, do, do you actually see that getting over? No. no that, there, well, oh, well, well, it might get over.
0: I mean, she's can't... really hot, right? But... Like, it's it's kind of, like, the thing that's been worked, she's really funny in this Russian character. I I don't know why you would just leave that. I mean, I think it's it's the best thing about Rusev, as far as I'm concerned. But um, I guess if they want to go this way, I don't know. I mean, there seems to be a lot more deserving people that could be kind of, you know, the face of the women's division in, in WWE. But, um, I, you know, we'll see, I guess. But it's always the same thing, They you know. They like these people that they just kinda of come up with. They just want to make them into stars, so I
3: don't know. Like Roman Reigns, yeah. you know. She she looks good when she takes a selfie. I don't, <laughs> I think they have I think they have hotter girls than her, you know? Then then Lana? Who? Who's hotter than Lana? Yeah. Paige.
1: Uh, I mean Wins. Paige is like the type of chick, but like she's not hotter than Lana. I don't
3: see one as being that exceptional. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm weird. I don't I, I think you yeah, are I, weird. I, as well like. I think they have harder these that's I don't
0: know. Right.
3: Yeah, I I I understand why they find her I get why they find her appealing. It's the same Roman Reigns thing. Same thing. Like she just fits that bill as like a superstar. Hot blonde, you know, and she she's she, and she can talk on so that's that's weird, going to be I kind think...
0: of strange, though, if they try to just convert her into an American and then just make her like try to make her into like the Kane Cena of the women's division. To...
3: Kane was supposed to have burns all over his body and not be able to talk.
1: Well, well now, the like WWE, a... wrestling fans don't have memories past two weeks ago.
3: I think people remember wrestling fans are just like wrestling fans are really generous at the end of the day. There's like shitty products,
0: like terrible TV, and we still watch like religiously <clears throat> every I think our parents are pretty generous at the end of the day, too. Like, if you just do something that's somewhat entertaining, we'll be very excited about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, as critical as we can be, I feel like at the same time, if they just upped it the game a little bit, we'd be so happy to see any improvement that the. The internet wrestling community would uh, would probably ease up on them. Although, did, did anybody see the um, the WWE. dot com uh, story they did on Neville, where they referred to it as the internet sports entertainment community? <laughs> 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 that has to that.
3: be. That, has that is a
1: real thing. The that like, is a real thing. That is not made up.
0: I texted Shane this little thing uh, this week with the King of the Ring and the Neville push that they've been doing. And then, have you noticed recently they started doing this thing where they're calling him the new sensation on top of the man that yeah, gravity forgot? Yeah, he's fucking forgot? Pepsi, apparently. Yeah. yeah, apparently he's a Pepsi. <laughs> I was thinking that was very sensation. much, that's like, that's that has Vince's stamp all over it. Like, he's like, <laughs> I gotta get on, I'm gonna make this guy a star. <laughs> yeah. it's what I find funny, he's, his
3: name is now, what he's being billed as, is the man that gravity forgot, the new sensation, Neville. But Adrian <laughs> Neville was too long.
1: It was unacceptable. <laughs> Holy shit! All right. Since we're talking about Neville right now, can we please? Since we we've managed to talk for an hour and a half without speaking about Raw at all, can we please talk about the Booker T.
0: Owen Hart comment? I missed it. You know what? what you know what I I might have fast forwarded through that part of Raw, but I, I've I've seen something about it on the you know on the dirt sheet. Okay, so but for for you for I'm you JB and the for I everyone I else.
1: That's right, the internet sports entertainment community. Okay. Anyone who doesn't know, so basically, when they were doing the uh, King of the Ring match uh, between Neville and um, oh Christ, who was his first opponent? I don't remember. Um, the point yeah. is his 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 first round King of the Ring match. They were talking about uh, you know basically the idea that uh, Neville would be the the first uh, high fly like real high flyer. Oh, he can beat, uh, beat Harper
0: by the
1: way. Right, Harper. Right. And then, so, they're talking about him being, like, the first king of the ring that's a high flyer, and JBL brings up Owen Hart as, like, a high flyer past king of the ring, basically. He's like, well, we had Owen Hart. Something to that effect. To which JBL, uh, to which Booker T replies, yeah, but Owen Hart didn't defy gravity. Just let that sink in
0: for
3: I'm, a sec. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt there. I, I think he was just trying
1: to. Uh, oh no, he clearly didn't Neville. mean anything by it, and clearly was just trying to put over Neville, and 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 and, and you know make it maybe, meaning like oh he didn't do these spectacular in ring moves the way Neville does. But like again, just think about that. <laughs> just think about what you just certain He got uh, yeah, I'm certain he got in trouble, but so he must. Well, I don't know about in inside the company. I mean, the 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 I S E W. What the fuck is it now? <laughs> uh had uh, had plenty to say about it. I mean, I feel bad for him because he obviously didn't mean anything bad by it. But I'm just like, oh my god, dude, really? I think before you speak a little bit. Like, think about what you just said. You just said that a man who fell to his death at a wrestling pay per view out of the uh, the ceiling. Fail to defy gravity. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. No, that's yeah. pretty yeah.
1: awful.
0: Yeah. The only thing is with Booker T, apparently from uh, some other reports about him, is that he's very very loyal to the company and would never, like, purposely say anything that stupid. <laughs> well, he just said something stupid, but he didn't purposely
1: Yeah, he just like says stupid that. shit because he just, like, opens his mouth and says shit without thinking about it first. He does right, that like a, a lot. Like a famous
0: promo about 15 years ago. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah.
3: We come to you. <laughs> my give me my favorite
1: promo of all time.
3: <laughs> okay. Done with this mess.
1: Yeah, no. What do you? We got, you know, we got a little time left. What do you guys want to uh, discuss? Like I said, we haven't really talked about high. RAW at all that <laughs> much. to you got like twenty minutes left if we want to keep going? We could end it if we want. I don't know. What do you want to discuss on
3: we hold, RAW? We hold we the, was, the power here. RAW was horrible. Like I hate being that ICW or I-S-E-W, whatever. Mark, like, RAW was really I-E-C.
1: bad. IEC. ISEC, right. the Internet Sports Wrestling Sports Entertainment Community. I can't even say it because who the fuck says sports entertainment? Nobody, nobody. Only the WWE <laughs> does.
3: Um, Raw was atrocious. I can't think of one thing that was it memorable. Really was. And i yeah, and I remember just being bored silly through the whole
0: entire, <laughs> the, the whole entire thing. I like that, uh, yeah. that vote they had where they had the, um, uh, one choice was Roman Reigns, one choice was Rom- Randy Orton, the other choice was Roman Reigns and Randy Orton. I thought that was good. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that Thanks was going to the- turn out. Did you guys see that article that, uh, there was some guy from Old Creative Guy who has a blog or whatever and was discussing how those are legit, but obviously, like, rigged like that? Oh yeah.
1: Okay. yeah, I heard it. But yeah, it's clearly positioned where even if the vote's legit, you know how it's gonna lean. So you really just right. Like that one was a very
0: up. obvious one. Like who's not gonna vote for the
1: triple threat? I... <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think they're actually gonna have Rollins hold it until Lesnar comes back, or are they gonna hand it over to Reigns at some point soon? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, like, you know, I heard somebody floating around the idea of Reigns wins money in the bank and then inserts himself as a triple threat for Rollins and, and Lesnar at SummerSlam and we get a triple threat again. I mean, all these things are definitely possible.
0: I saw a report today that Heyman isn't coming back till July. So that tells me the Lesnar's not coming back till probably just soon after that. And then so I think, you know, Lesnar's like a 100% of the main event at SummerSlam for the title. It's just a matter who he's facing. Oh, yeah. um, I'm guessing. I'm guessing Rollins is going to hold it till then, and maybe it's a triple threat with, with Reigns. But that's that's the only thing it could be. They're doing a lot of triple threats lately. Uh, a I lot. think if they're going to give a heel the title, they're not going to like take it off him at the first opportunity. I mean, not you know, he already had one opportunity I guess, with Orton, but you know that wasn't a real opportunity, and neither is a stayback match, but.
1: Yeah, I just think I'm just ready for a shake-up in the main event scene, I think. I I think we need to get some new people up there. I don't know how we do it at this point and who, like, really deserves that spot, but I'm so sick of seeing Kane and Big Show and Reigns and Orton
0: and all of them out there. It's like it's time for something different. Well, there's a very clear line there, right, where there's, you know, there, there was all those guys in that inter-title match at WrestleMania – that are like clearly deserving of a push up to that level, but um, it almost—it's like kind of easy for them never to give them that push because they can have them lose matches at any point, like they—they've been doing recently, or when you know, or they kind of get a push, but they never quite get that push. So.
1: so, do you think that the inevitable Kane versus Seth Rollins match is going to main event a pay per view, or is it just going to be a
0: raw match?
2: Ah, wow.
0: I I doubt that'll main event. Maybe it'll main event Money in the Bank. That would make sense, actually, because you're going to have a bunch of other guys, main event guys, in the Money in the Bank match.
1: Yeah, that's the one one where, that's the one event coming up kind of where you, it's okay if the title match isn't the main, you know, drawing card, and if you have the bigger names in a different match. So, like I said, I think that might be a way if, to get, you know, Reigns the money in the bank so he can do that at SummerSlam. But at the same time, I just think if Reigns is starting to build a little bit of momentum back and get away from the booze slightly, uh, I think handing him another prize like that, like, oh, now here's money in the bank. Like, we gave you the Royal Rumble. We gave you WrestleMania. Now here's money in the bank. I don't think that's going to play well. I think it's going to just regress him back again to this, uh people being <laughs> upset that he's just being handed everything.
2: Yeah, I I yeah, that doesn't sound
0: to make much sense to me at all. It's like when Cena won money in the bank and then like he's gotta say when his match is gonna be. Like he can't sneak up on somebody and take the title. Like he's gotta right. you know he's gotta be like, oh, I wanna take oh yeah, I won the money in the bank and I want my contract at SummerSlam or whatever, something like that. Uh but I kinda of doubt they would go that way with it. It's also like worked really well as a vehicle. These the money bank champion is the um as this guy who just kinda of carries it around for a while. So and, and gets a huge push out of it. So I you never know though. <laughs> are they protecting
3: yeah. what do you anyone? Think- is there any internet like clamor for who's gonna win the money in the bank this year? Or are they considering someone yet? or I, I haven't heard
1: anything. anything. I haven't heard anything. In my mind, we got three to four possibilities in my mind right now. And, mm. you know, some more likely than others. Who's I could who see, your three to four
2: possibilities?
1: I could see Reigns. I could see Bray Wyatt. I could see Ambrose, maybe, or I could see, um, I just had, him before. who the fuck did I just have, uh, I don't know, maybe, um and I'm blanking, God, you, you you give me yours and I'll keep trying to remember who that first guy Seamus, was,
0: Seamus would be, a, would be like, Seamus, that's that who it was. Know, like yes, that what it was, you got it, <laughs> yeah. that's the one.
1: Yep, that's what
3: those, those are kind of the four I could see. I I haven't even thought about it. Like I don't have any predictions. Like I guess it would be I don't know who they're pushing. Like I heard that Ambrose was gonna get a push like going into SummerSlam. Um so I guess he would win. It's sort of weird. It, like, doesn't fit into Ambrose's character. Like, he's supposed to be crazy and impulsive, but then he's supposed to be, like... It'd be very funny. They're not smart enough to do something like this. Like, not implying that I'm very smart. But it'd be very funny if if, if Dean Ambrose won the briefcase. Because Dean Ambrose, this is what happens, I think. Dean Ambrose wins the briefcase. And he cashes it in that nut because he's a crazy fucker, or he wins the briefcase and he crashes in, like this second later. He goes running to find the champion and like cash. Like that's something Dean Ambrose would
0: do, you know? Like that would be very consistent with his character. But you are I'm very very consistent with WWE booking where they book the faces as idiots.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But would be what would be really funny is maybe he wins the money in the brief in the bank briefcase and then, like, loses it (laughs) and is, like, looking for the briefcase for, like, so many weeks on Raw and he can't cash it in because he can't find it. And they do, like, vignettes of him, uh, like, looking for it in, like, gas stations. I don't know, like, stupid stuff like that. Like, I think that would be really freaking funny. Maybe he
1: turns heel. What? Maybe he turns heel. I mean, they kind of... I could sort I, of I, see some, like, throw, you, feel, you know, going in that direction. I mean, have you noticed oh, every yeah, time he loses lately, yeah. he kind of throws, like, a hissy fit? Not a hissy fit, but, like, he, you could see, like, he gets pissed off, and is like, you know, to himself, he'll be like, ah, shit, like, fuck, like, like, like to himself in the, in the ring. So maybe he just gets overly frustrated by all these losses and turns heel. If he turns heel, I can definitely see him winning money in the bank.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And they need more heels. You know what I mean? Like, like they definitely I, need more heels. Yeah, like, yeah. Who, definitely need more heels. Like, who's Roman Reigns? Oh my God! The one thing in on Raw that I want to discuss. Then I really have to get going. No, is so Bray Wyatt's doing a program with
1: Ryback? Why mm, it looks that way? I don't
0: know.
3: Like what? I'm looking for guidance. Like, why did they do that? That
0: sounds so stupid. That especially didn't make any sense because it seemed like they were pointing that that whole build-up to him having a feud with Reigns, Yeah, which would have made a lot of sense because it could have held off Reigns from being in the title picture for a little bit, which I think they kind of need to do to rebuild him. But, uh, yeah, and then they go with Ryback instead. I, I don't know. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me either. I guess because weird, they need a choice.
3: I mean, the only thing I think of is that they need Bray Wyatt to get to win, to look strong. So Wyback's a pretty safe guy that he could go over. Um, but that was confusing as hell. Like I'm, I'm baffled about why they're taking yeah, this direction. That doesn't make
1: much sense. Of all the guys you could go after, I don't know why you'd go after Wyback. But there yeah. are you know, a lot of things that don't make sense. Like we were saying before,
3: and what if like He had a had he had a WrestleMania match with The Undertaker. He had a feud with him, and then oh, my right. next logical target target is Ryback. Like what? Yeah,
1: I, a lot. I don't get it. Yeah, no, it makes it makes tons. Of sense. It makes just as much sense as now the is are face for some reason. Like I said before, <laughs> it really makes sense. And they had to use well, that's, Daniel Bryan's got to, girlfriend's to sell to, merch. Well, yeah, it's true. But they had to use Daniel Bryan's injury as a fucking way to get the Bellas over as faces, right? Because you have to have Brie Bella on the screen being like, he's so upset. He loves the fans just like I do. Like, you know, like, I'm like, come on. Yeah. yeah,
2: Break. I hate
3: the Bellas. I hate the Bellas so much. But it's all... I should really... I can't believe WWE hasn't, like, called me yet for a job. Like, I have so many good ideas. Like, they should... Why don't they put Bo Dallas as, like, Cena's lackey? And, like, you know, because they both have, like, the same... Like, never give up, and he he's just, like, Cena's reluctant lackey. Like, that's always, like, by his side, like, watching his matches, like, cheering him on and seeing it can be, like, reluctant... It would get over Cena. It would get over Bo. It would bring such new life to John Cena. Like, why don't they do that? And then Bo, like, you know, snaps one day and ruins Cena's match. Like,
1: And then they can have, like, this Cena-Bo. Ah, it
3: would be so awesome. Do you think, like, Shane
1: uh, and, and Jim, do you think maybe they did the, those two uh, kind of, like, squash match things with Bo Dallas and Ryback... Because ultimately in this Bray Wyatt feud, Bo Dallas is gonna join his brother.
0: <laughs> I right would
3: uh, love that, but I think that's a long shot.
0: Oh, I mentioned I thought that that might just be like a rub. I said that the Shane sick, like, like it's a it's a rub, like they're like oh, it, it's kind of funny to some people that know their brothers that Bray came out and like you know and save Bo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, but will was never that whole Bo, yeah.
0: Bo's promos the last couple of weeks are like filling the vacuum of Paul Heyman for like good promos on Raw. So, like good thing that happened. Yeah, no, the promo was good.
3: Yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I like Bo. I mean, once again, he's not great in the ring, but uh I, I, I like him. But. You know, I don't like his mic work and everything. He's really out of shape. not really out of shape. I mean, more like he looked, yeah, he for a
0: small guy particularly he's really out of shape.
3: I yeah, it's confusing on why WWE is putting up with that when they they like fired Chris Ono, like, for being out of shape, who's like the you know, one of the,
0: well, the yeah top indie. Well, you yeah, know, like he's a guy Rotunda's son, so they're you know, they're yeah, they they always protect those guys, and and, and you know he's praise brother, so like, but he's he's also he's he also held his own weight. very much in NXT.
1: Yeah, he yeah. definitely put on weight. Like if you look at uh, that brief run that he had in the main roster a couple of years ago, when he uh, you know quickly feuded yeah. with Barrett around the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble time, he was definitely in yeah, better man. shape than now.
3: Better, much better shape. Yeah, yeah. And during his NXT, like, but he's funny, man. He's got some comedy chops. I remember, like, one of the funniest. It, it just goes back to how good NXT is. Like, Enzo and Big Cass, like, that's some of the funniest stuff in wrestling, like ever. Like, like, it's just so funny. But Bo Dallas, I think I said the same thing about Bo before Enzo and Cass started coming into our, like, when he Bo Dallas. Oh man, when he did that, Mister NXT and wrestled Sami Zayn in the mask and then security dragged him out and he, he was screaming. I laughed the whole match. Like I couldn't stop laughing. Like like if he just has his chance to shine, like he's really funny. I don't think they should turn him yeah. like
1: like he's turning. Well he's like, he, like the uh like, he's like the new Santino Morello right now. But Santino right. wasn't Gordon. funny.
3: I don't mean to be a dick, but like Santino no. well, was not I funny.
1: Like that comedy character <laughs> Yeah, but like
3: No, I get it, but Santino was not funny, like, in the slightest bit, so I don't, I I don't love the comparison, I understand the point you're trying to make, but it's sort of like, no, like, Bo Dallas is legitimately funny, like, he's a funny motherfucker,
2: like, and now they have,
3: they have these guys, like, Bo Dallas, and Enzo and Big Cat, that are like, legitimately funny, like, I'm kind of excited, like, they're, you know, because we haven't had that in, like, a long time.
1: Yeah, I'd be more excited if I wasn't afraid of what's going to happen if they get to the main roster. So, I mean, that makes it more difficult. I mean, I
3: think, they're, I think they're messing up Bo Dallas right now because Bo Dallas is so much better than what he's – not in the ring. I think that's what they're scared of because in the ring, he, you know, he, he isn't that great. But if he's – you know, but as a performance artist, as, like, someone that's funny and move, he moves very funny, like, any like, when he knocked over El Torito. Like, he's fucking funny, man. He, you know, like, he, he's I, a funny I'll guy.
1: It, I'll put one last question in the NXT to, uh, realm to both of you guys.
3: Um,
1: so, out of the, you know, kind of those, like, main top NXT guys, uh, who do you think, when they get to the main roster, is going to... I probably know the answer for both of you already... But uh, is, that they're going to fuck up the most, Shane. They're
3: gonna fuck up the most. Um,
1: yeah, like, who are they? Who are they gonna ruin?
0: Let me think.
3: Uh,
1: Jim, go first if you
3: want.
0: Well I thought they were gonna i thought they were gonna fuck up Neville pretty bad, and uh I think they've done a they've done everything they could for him so far i think but um, i
3: think i like them i think sorry, i'm interrupting i just think Neville has such little upside like i i don't know why he's there but i whatever but anyway go to him sorry
0: yeah no i i so i i thought that that was very likely that they would they would screw him up. I mean, not that he yeah, again. I I kind of agree that he doesn't have huge upside. Although I've been very impressed so far, and he was great in his matches in NXT. He's been great in his matches in WWE so far. So um, the guys down there. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I it kind it of goes back to Kevin Owens. I think there's a definite fear there that he's not gonna gonna work out. But,
1: um, right. I don't know
0: if it's going to be them them screwing him up or not, but.
1: Yeah, well I, guess well, I guess that we'll see. What about you, Shane? You thinking the same thing? That's what I was figuring you guys were going to say. Yeah, I mean, I don't,
3: I, eh, I don't
1: know what to say. Like, I'm
3: a little worried about Sammy Zane, too, um, I think they could easily fuck him up. But nobody could fuck up Sammy Zayn more than ROH. Like, the stupid El Generico gimmick I thought was retarded.
1: Um, well, he had that. So he had I'm that before gonna... he went to ROH. <laughs> yeah, I know.
3: But I, I just think it was stupid. Like I I, I thought it was so dumb, you know?
1: Um, yeah.
3: Like, I guess yeah, think... it has, like, indie credit and everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Sammy Zayn might be somebody who can get over despite the Their fuck-ups, like the way Daniel Bryan did, but um, to me, I actually think that the person who is most in danger of being fucked up when they go to the main roster is Kenta, is Hideo Itami, just because of their track record of handling Asian talents. It's not good. I and, would love uh, to...
3: I, I was loving the Kenta... Uh, debit tag. Like I would have loved it if they kept them together as like a team. I just thought it would have been really sort of a, a good move. And then you could uh do the quote unquote barbershop window with uh Finn Balor turning on him in the WWE. I thought that had legs. I understand
0: why they're not doing it. But well, I see I see I that. think that's exactly what they're gonna do when they come up. I think they're gonna come up together and they're gonna be part of some faction together. And that's exactly what's going to happen.
1: I think we'll be okay as long that. as as long as Kenton never utters the words "choppy, choppy." Your pee pee will be okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, all right, but I think uh, I think it's time to close up shop. So, yes, please. Uh, we'd like to thank everyone out there for listening. Uh, you know, hope you enjoyed this episode of. The Barbershop Window Podcast. Thank you, Shane, for uh, being on. Thank you, Jim, for coming on. Uh it was very fun to be back after uh after a while off. But uh, if, you'll, if you please listen to this and all our past episodes, blogtalkradio.com, dot com, iTunes and Stitcher. Uh you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at IMC Vigilante, Rob is at Banzanator, at Shane is at ShaneWinter Fourteen, and let's see, let's see how good my memory is. Jim is at Uh, Just Jim Carr. You got it. Hell yeah. And so, friends of the show, we like to, uh, we like to to, to plug your Twitter as well. And guys, just keep listening, keep supporting the show, keep, and we will, as always, try to uh, make our shows better and try not to ramble so much next time. But uh, for everyone listening, for me, Shane, JB, we lost Rob somewhere in there, but for him too, uh, Good night, and we will see you next time. Good night
2: never